0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Faith and Fandom Podcast Artist's Alley Aftermath Edition for Captain's Comics Expo 2024. This is, I think, my third, maybe fourth time vending at this show. But I'm pretty sure third, maybe, who knows. Either way, this is a show I return to kind of year after year, and there are different reasons we I say we like it's, again, like I'm more than one person. The royal we. Um, there are different reasons you make shows return shows. Um, Galaxy Con, Raleigh, and Richmond. It's primarily because I get to do a geek church service. When those are out, I'm pretty much done. Um, and then Heroes Con is because it's like the show that started cons for me. And I just love the experience. It's one of the best shows out there. Um, for me, Catman's Comics Expo is—it's a smaller show, but it's a there's a lot of good stuff going on about it. One, it's right by the ocean. You can literally see water from outside. Um, they've got good Pokemon. Um, the last couple years, there's been a Pokemon event happening while it's going on. Um, it's right by the uh, bridge that goes over the Cooper River. I believe it's the Cooper River. Um, something Darville Bridge. Because um, I always think of Arthur Darville from Doctor Who. Um, but I'll say this. there, The stuff that keeps me coming back to Captain's Comics Expo, the reason why I save one of the five weekends I get off from pasturing... A year to go do the show is the people and it's it's repeatedly just a crazy source of encouragement and just nice to be able to I I just I just really enjoy the vibe there Uh, Michael that runs the show is a solid dude um and I've just I've just had consistently good experiences with it um And some of it is, you know, attenders. Some of it's the people that work so hard to make it happen. Um, I don't believe or even assume that y'all all all listen to all of these things or that you've been listening long enough to, you know, really connect. But, you know, I mentioned the first time that I really went to this show, Um, one of the volunteers uh, that helps run everything is, Man named Jeff Turner, and we really connected. He was just a really big encouragement and blessing. And then the next year, you know, as I, I went back and as he was signing my wrestling belt, like he prayed over me, and it's just it's been a really just a good connection. I've got to know more of his family, and you know, <laughs> his whole family is like just ridiculously encouraging, and um, I their family's been through a lot, but they're just such a blessing to be around. And, uh, Jessica, uh, who's part of the family <laughs> came up to me, right? Like the, 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 doors weren't open. I was still putting the booth together and, um, Rose and I were working on it and she came up to tell me, she said that the podcast, like <laughs> the same ones you're listening to, um, helped get her through a hard year and nine times out of ten when I'm recording these things when I'm making podcasts when I'm talking about shows when I'm uploading devotionals and stuff like that I feel not like I'm wasting my time but like because listen I'm currently right now it's like 11 o'clock at night I've had a long weekend I'm sitting here um (laughs) in that in the after funk of working at a con and driving for three hours and i'm alone at my desk and you know all the buzz and the hype of being at a show is over and it's just me alone sitting in front of a microphone with a cluttered desk so when i'm recording this stuff it doesn't always feel like it's effective or that it's actually reaching people and you know i don't spend a lot of time looking at analytics because of how it gets shared and everything else and i don't want it to ever be justified by numbers i have really worked hard to avoid anything like that but i also can easily forget how effective just being there and communicating can be and for her to tell me that literally like the show hadn't even started and I was like all right I can pack up I can go home it's over it's good I've I've done everything I need to do um and it just meant the world to me I meant and then just even sharing like she dropped a note off to me and realistically um <laughs> she's probably gonna be one of the first people to listen to this um but letting the people know that bless you that they're a blessing um i think it's that does work a world of wonder um a world of wonder Uh, a world of good not a world of wonder sounds like i'm describing disneyland um it does a world of good to let people know they're actually a blessing so um first of all i'll say this if you take the time to listen to these podcasts you are a blessing to me And I hope that any of the words I share can in turn, hopefully be a blessing to you. But thank you. I mean, I say thank you all the time, but genuinely thank you. And to Jessica and to Jeff and the whole Turner family, um, you know, y'all have been so much of a blessing. And that's, it's why I keep coming back to this show. Um, (laughs) if, if I, if I saw, like, all right, we're done. We're never doing the show again. I'm like, I'm out. I'm good. But, that being aside, and there's some other people there that really are just a good connection too, um, but I just want to say you know y'all help make this show what it is, and I'm so incredibly grateful. A um, couple things I do want to share about the show: uh, one of my one of the staples of why I do the show too is uh, after the con is over, um, I've for three years now in a row, I've taken a different kid to this show. I started with my oldest daughter Bella i'm oldest my middle kid bella uh my younger daughter carmen and my older daughter rosa came this year and so all three of my kids have come with me to this show in succession um and the big bridge that's right where the con starts after a show we'll go walk the whole bridge or at least until where it turns into the city and walk back and the the portion of it we do is about two miles one way and it's just a good experience to bond with my kids and so you know that's one of my favorite things to do. But as doing this, I I just look forward to the show all the time for that capacity. Um, but yeah, we uh, also last year, um, I made the foolish life choice in 2023 of of changing my plans instead of going up Friday to set up for the show of DJing a dance Friday night. And then leaving at four in the morning to go set up for the show. And I did that last year and caught myself off guard with how tired I was from it. Well, this year I got asked again. Um, and it was already after I had booked my hotel for it. I had already booked my hotel for Friday night and, um, you know, was, <laughs> I was set. I was like, all right, nobody asked me to do a dance. I'm going to go you know, do this con. I'm going to stay a whole extra night. going to have fun with my kids. It's going to be great. Um, And then like when it got way close, my friend that booked the dance had hit me up and said, hey, uh, can you DJ our dance again? Um, And I was like poop. But the reality is uh, I could DJ the dance, leave early, and then cover my hotel room with the money I made from the dance. Effectively coming out of this weekend a lot cleaner financially. So I was like, okay, you know what? Let's roll with it. Um, so I DJed a dance Friday night. Uh, then left at 4 a.m. Uh, we first off stopped at Bucky's, which is an hour south of us. And got coffee and snacks and breakfast. Um, as one does. Because... I don't know that there's been a time I've really not stopped at a Bucky's um, when I have that opportunity, but, uh, we went and we set up, uh, there's a lot of new stuff at the booth for this go round. Um, one, we had, uh, Flockward, which is my comic book. It's the first show my comic book was at. Um, also the response for that was really good. I feel like, um, out of my initial order of comics, I went through half of them at this show. Um, That was really cool. Uh, Book nine was new out of this one. This is the first of this show that I had bite size at. And it was the first show at this location that I had. That's what she said, which is our study of five women in the Bible. And um, that one sold out really fast. Um, Partially because I didn't bring a lot of copies. Um, But that one sold out fast. But it had a lot of new stuff there. Had all new signage at the table. Um, prices and stuff like that, I had a new banner, um, and I also made way too many candles, but I also didn't want to leave them sitting in there, so I stuck them down, and I reconfigured our shelf to do that, um, I'm currently in the place where I want to stop selling my t-shirts, um, some of these shirts, uh, especially like the Doctor Who one, I've been selling for literally 10 years now, And I'm just tired of carrying shirts around. I'm tired of ordering them. I'm tired of the space they take. Um, I could eliminate one-third of my travel size stuff if I got rid of my shirts. So I'm currently selling all my shirts at $10. um, Kind of a clearance price to just kind of move through it. Because I'm tired of setting them up. I'd rather just focus on other things and move on. Um, But the booth was cool. Um, I was set up between two... um, visual artists had a lot of anime themes and vibes uh one of them was rachel sullivan yes because i've got a sheet of her stickers over here and then um uh another lady was beside us that had some other cool stuff too and i'm not complaining but the spacing it can be kind of tight between the booths and um one of the artists next to me moved their table a little bit closer to mine because they didn't want to be touching the their neighboring table and it made it incredibly hard for a man of my girth to make it through and realistically speaking every time i got up from behind my table i almost knocked over the entire t-shirt rack which also really made me want to stop selling t-shirts because i'm tired of knocking that thing over um either way um this was also the first show that i had a qr code thingy set up to take you directly to the website so that was fun, um, but yeah, it was, you know, kind of booth as usual beyond that, um, I did appreciate having some new additions to things, but it was kind of booth as usual, and how the setup went, and like I told you earlier, Jessica came and really started my day off good, just by telling me that the podcast was beneficial, um, There are some really cool cosplayers out there, too. Um, There was one of the characters from The Mummy. I didn't remember any of their names, and I'm just, like, yelling, Mummy! And I sounded either British or something weird because I was yelling Mummy, and nobody's character was named Mummy, and I was just, like, throwing people off. Um, And, yeah, it was just the whole thing. Um, there was a couple different One Piece cosplayers at the show, which was really cool. Several buggies. Um, I think I saw one or two Zoros, uh, and a handful of Luffy's and that was all nice. I really appreciated the vibe of the buggies. Um, the Simpson family from the Florence area, um, came by and visited. Um, They weren't going to be at the Florence show and they've been, they've just been really cool. I met them at the Florence show like forever ago and they've been just really cool supportive folks. Um, When I did my road trip to Georgia, last month to see Chris Poirier's new uh, restaurant, um, actually met them, gave them some free books and stuff. And, you know, they're just really cool. We love musical theater, the, all of us, and they're just a great family and I really appreciate them. There's some photos of them, uh, with the comic as well in there. So it was, it was a good first day. Um, and one of the things too, that was also just a big highlight that kind of just threw me off. Um, you know, when you're at a show and when you're doing things like this, everybody's not going to be about the same things you're about. And, uh, you can usually tell by someone's art where their heart is. Right. Um, so some of the booths near me, uh, the art obviously was like kind of an obvious conflict, um, to what you would expect being next to a Jesus based booth. Um, and one of the artists that was near me that had, some stuff that <laughs> probably either my stuff would have offended them or they offended me or somewhere in there. I wasn't like offended, but you get the drift. Like that they would be in a conflict in it after, let's say half the day had gone by. Um, uh, after half the day had gone by. This um, artist. I guess after watching me interact with some people, um, she leaned over and she said, the light of the Lord shines really brightly in you. (laughs) And I about pooped myself. Um, I was just so caught off guard by that comment and when it was delivered and how it was delivered, and um, and she like <laughs> I was like after I said thank you and there's just kind of a pause. She's like, um, based on the content of your booth, I assume that that's a compliment I could give you um, that you would appreciate. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. That is a compliment you can give me. Um, she's like, and I really do mean that. And I was like, you know what? I don't. You don't strike me as a person who's insincere, and I really appreciate that. And like. You know, if there was tension prior, um, I think that really just like shook a lot of the tension free for me for the whole weekend. It was like between uh Jessica's comment about the podcast and then her telling me this, and like y'all, this was in the first three hours of the show. I was like, I'm good, I'm set, I'm straight. Um, on top of that, my friend Todd Turner, who runs Mosaic Fan Art, uh sent me a prayer before the show even really started that he was praying for me um and that was just cool too it was just really cool uh and i appreciate friends who pray um a growing trend of things that i really enjoy at shows are cosplayers who incorporate giving into their cosplay now i'm not saying this selfishly you don't have to give me stuff for me to appreciate your cosplay but when you do, it like, kind of takes it to the next level. I think the first time I really saw it was at uh, Dragon Con. There was somebody that made specific Dragon Con carpet Pokeball buttons. And they were giving them to all the Pokemon cosplayers. And I was dressed as Snorlax. Uh, this past Galaxy Con Raleigh, and I've mentioned this too, there was a a great fairy from Legend of Zelda um, that was giving out stars. Like, she asked, did I want to be healed? She blew me a kiss and put a star on me. Like, and that star is still on the dashboard of my car to this day because I thought that was so cool. And uh, then at uh, Fayetteville Comic-Con this year, um, there was a chopper from One Piece who gave me a dope friendship bracelet that says not food. And it's literally sitting on my desk right here. Um, Loved it. Uh, and so at captains on saturday there was a lady dressed as lady demetresque the lady the giant woman from resident evil village and i said "Oh, i love your lady demetresque you know just kind of been passing you know um wasn't going to take a photo or anything um because wasn't trying to slow her down or whatever and she's like let me give you a baby rose which if you know the plot line of a Resident Evil Village. It's a dad trying to get his daughter back. And, um, and trying to get this baby back. And so she literally had a bag of tiny babies. And she (laughs) gave me one, and it's adorable. Um, if you look on my Instagram, Oh, one of the posts from the weekend, there's the lady Demetress holding a tiny baby. And it's currently sitting in my sticker box and it's going to stay in my sticker box and just kind of ride with me throughout the cons. But I love interactive cosplay stuff in that capacity where they actually make giving you something to make it. Cause you remember, to remember it by cause like I, I'll see hundreds of cosplayers at shows, but I remember the ones that have made it like cemented that memory by adding something on to give. So that's just kind of cool. Um, also, over the past couple months, I've been working on my sketches, I bought some better markers, and I've I've learned that if I sketch uh, while I'm at shows, it kind of like alleviates any anxiety or awkwardness I have in terms of just sitting there awkwardly waiting to make contact with somebody. So, I have these little blank cards that are the size of playing cards or Pokemon cards, and I'll do sketches and I'll start them in pencil, then I'll do... Uh, marker coloring then I'll do outlining with black marker and you know I'll just put them in a little notebook and it says sketchy bookmarks and so I'll just do stuff randomly I try not to just repeat things and um I set some show or maybe I was at my house I don't know when it was at one show recently or somewhere in there I drew a mashup of Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street as Walter White and Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad so uh, Bert was Walter White Ernie was Jesse Pinkman and I thought it was hilarious like it's probably somewhere in my Instagram but I thought it was hilarious and it made me giggle nobody cared like (laughs) zero people cared about that like they'd flip through the book never get it never laugh never chuckle like it was like why 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 do this one dude flipped through my little sketchy bookmark book and he freaked out oh my gosh is this walter white is Bert? and i was like and i said look right beside him it's ernie is jesse pinkman and he's like what do i do what do i got to do to get this and i was like those are the only two those are original sketches and they're a dollar a dollar each and dude flipped out and he like almost ripped my book apart trying to get these sketches out he was so happy and I, like literally that's something I spent maybe 10 minutes on but that dude was so happy over these stupid little sketches and I I just thought that was neat it was a really cool experience with that so I thought I I enjoyed that he enjoyed that and you know I considered redrawing them but I'm not going to Um, I'm just gonna let those be originals and let that sit out there also and I'm not saying this to be critical. Uh, I'm not saying this to poo-poo on the show or anything like that. But um, there is a TV mounted into the rafters, and they were playing music from it on a what I a, believe to be a '90s Spotify playlist. And I'll say this, the music was straight bangers. Like I was jamming all day long. Most people were too, but the mute, the TV was directly one booth over to the left of me. So one, the music was loud and to be loud enough for the whole place. It was really loud on us, but there was a lady sitting directly under the TV and I'm positive that lady's ears were ringing and she could never have an easy conversation because of how loud that TV was. Now, if the music would have sucked, probably would have. I probably would have like tried to find someone running the show and said, "Hey, can you can you turn this off or turn it down?" Um, but because they were bangers, kind of just let it go. Um, uh, and then a random ad would pop up and scare everybody. But I'll say this: a good playlist helps the show because at when they were getting ready for the cosplay uh showcase on sunday and they turned the music off i was like oh this kind of sucks it's so quiet and nobody's playing a 90s banger um there was also a pokemon event going on the whole time with uh diagola and palkia and some other stuff and uh i could never get a group together or when i was when things were slow enough i could never get a group together to do either of those raids and I had no raid passes because I'm poor and I couldn't afford, (laughs) I'm not paying money for Pokemon Go. Um, so I didn't get to do that. Uh, last year I had was next to some people that were playing Pokemon Go the whole time and we could team up and take stuff down. But this year I just had to watch those raids go by and it was kind of sad. Um, I've also got a gentleman that is a, has, he and I have had really good conversations over the last three years Of doing this show. One year we really connected over River Song. We talked about her for like two hours. And Doctor Who. Last year we talked about Ted Lasso. And um, this year. He came up to me right before the show was over. He's like hey. I was taking my time today. um, And I was waiting to come to you till tomorrow. But I'm just letting you know. I'm going to come talk to you tomorrow. We need to talk about Doctor Who. I need to talk about my fate. And I'll see you tomorrow. And I was just. It made me happy that. The dude literally just came to tell me, hey, I'm coming to talk to you tomorrow. Um, That was just neat. Uh, The show ended on a good note. And, you know, if you've heard me say this before, I never check my finances at a show um, during the show because I don't ever want it to be about financial stability to, to shift if I am having a good show or not. Um so I don't I still don't know. I haven't counted because I got straight home and uh watched a wrestling match with my daughter because she was waiting to watch Rhea Ripley's match from Elimination Chamber and, and then I did this. Um but I'll say this it was a good experience and I feel like a lot of books went through but I got to make a lot of good connections with people and I I got to just bless people and kind of share and, you know, have the experience. The first ever copy of Flockword sold at this show. Um, and it wasn't the only copy of a good amount sold, but like, you know, this was the place I sold my first original comic book and that's never going to change. And that's pretty cool. Um, we also got some cheese tots from a food truck that was dope. And, um, There's a refill drink cup place, and uh, we drowned our whole body weight in beer from Harry Potter at this event. So, it was cool. Uh, Show ended. Uh, My daughter and I checked into the hotel. Um, Really nice hotel. It's the hotel in the parking lot of the con. I've never stayed there before because I've always been cheap, and I didn't want to spend it. But, you know, I was tired of staying in the shabby (laughs) room. hotels um and this one included breakfast and it was a nice room and it actually had a refrigerator because the hotel i've stayed in the past haven't had a refrigerator um it was was just a good experience um i do recommend it the choice uh hotel that's in the parking lot of patriots point it was it was well well done um when when we walked in and got lemon water and a banana just when we checked in our room we knew it was going to be a banger so we did that we walked the bridge just good time with my daughter um and it was long, exhausting, and it reminded me I'm old and fat and tired. But as we, uh, were, uh, we got off the bridge and we were deciding what we were going to eat for dinner. Cause we haven't eaten a real meal that day. Um, my daughter wanted to get seafood, seafood. There are people in my house that are allergic to seafood and we wanted to get this opportunity. So we asked the showrunner, Michael, uh, where's the best seafood, um, and he told us to go to a place called Shim Creek Crab House. Uh, we got there. It looked bougie-ish from the outside. Um, there was a 40-minute wait. And they didn't actually have crab legs, which was what my daughter was looking for. Um, so then uh, we checked menus and prices. Because, listen, it was a, I, I think it was a good show. But I don't know if it was a good enough show for the prices on what that menu was. Um, And then, so we found a place called Saltwater Cowboy. And we were going to go try that. And we drove around. And the address on my GPS for Saltwater Cowboy takes you into somebody's driveway. And they literally have a crudely painted sign in front of what appears to be a mansion that says, Not Saltwater Cowboy, turn around. (laughs) And... So we finally got to Saltwater Cowboy, and it literally looked, I've seen concerts with less people uh, than this parking lot, and they were spread out across different areas, and so there was the main restaurant, and there was a parking attendant in the parking lot to get to a seafood restaurant. I was like, I said, baby, we're probably not eating here. Uh, I was like, this does not look like our type of rodeo. Um, and so as we had to swerve past the thing, one of the other things we saw was that there was a dockside place that you could eat by the water. Um, and I was like, oh, that could be cool. And it's not so crowded. But then I noticed there's literally a tent and a sign and a bouncer that says 35 and under. Under. Literally, I was too old to go eat at the snazzy seafood establishment. (laughs) Too old. Not 18 and up, not 21 and over, 35 and under, and Rosa lost her ish and was cackling like she was called one of her friends from high school just to tell them that i was too old to go eat at the sexy seafood place and that was hilarious so we 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 abandoned the seafood um and she rosa had never been to a trader joe's And so, I took her to Trader Joe's, we got some snacks, and then we got ordered Chinese food, and I at least got her some shrimp fried rice. I know that's definitely not what she was looking for, but uh, (laughs) that's what we did. And so, we got some food, we went back, cleaned up, got ready for the night, and day two uh, kicked off. We enjoyed our hotel breakfast. Um, It was actually really good, Uh, and we kicked off the day uh, to go in there. And, uh, my favorite shirt I saw the whole weekend, um, was a shirt. And you can see this picture on our old for socials and it had Mario kneeling in prayer. And it says, are you there? God, it's a me, a Mario. And I thought that was hilarious. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a reference to a book slash play slash movie called, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. But it said, are you there? God, it's me, a Mario. And I just like, ma'am, do you mind if I take a picture of your shirt? Which is always an awkward question to ask to begin with. Um, but it was it was good. Um, and I got to have more qu- conversations with the Turner family. I got to uh, talk to my friend who told me he was going to come by. And yeah, I'm not going to share into all of his private and personal stuff. But we talked about some really hard things um, that he had gone through. And some things that, you know, I think broke his heart. And some things that broke my heart, even in hearing the things that broke his heart. And we we had a, a literal two-hour conversation. And my daughter was involved in the conversation. And we talked about one of my daughter's friends that had passed. And we we shared some laughs. We shared some tears. And just standing there listening to someone I'd known respectively for three years. Like I've interacted with this person the same weekend, three years in a row. We don't talk outside of that. Um, we haven't conversed outside of the show, but like for the last three years, we've had at least a two hour conversation every time. And you know, This year was heavy, and we talked about some heavy things, and um, when he finished telling me about some of the heavy things, I just asked, I was like, can I come hug you? And I was crying listening to him, and I was crying listening to the stuff that was breaking his heart, and the stuff that he was going through, and I just went out and hugged him, and... Y'all, know, you this is why I like to do this. This is why I feel honored and blessed to be able to do this. People that I get to connect with. People that I get to make feel a little bit safer. People that I can help. Because literally the whole heart of faith and fandom is I want to help people find ways to connect to God. And people that may be passionate about other things to be able to see that they can be passionate about God. Or that God is passionate about them. And I don't expect my books or memes or the podcast or anything else to solve anyone's problems, but if it can be a good landing spot for them to get closer or start a relationship with God or heal their relationship with God, I'm so freaking grateful to be able to do that, to be able to be part of it, to be able to be part of that experience. And today was heavy. It was hard. It was a long, it was a, not that the conversation was bad, but it It was a lot emotionally, and, you know, I talked about a sensitive subject with one of my daughter's friends dying, and, um, like, so she was crying, I was crying, it was a lot, it was a lot, Um, but I feel like we all left there a little bit more encouraged and a little bit more loved, Um, and my friend told me that uh, he looks forward to having these conversations, and I said, please understand, if you ever need me or you want to talk to me outside of this show, you don't have to wait a year. <laughs> please contact me. Um, and he said that um, he just really appreciates me being there and that please don't stop coming to the show. And I told him, just point blank, I was like, you literally are why I keep coming back to the show. And we, and we shook hands. <laughs> And we parted ways so that we could stop being emotional in the aisle of this show. Um, But it was good. I mean, it's literally why I love doing this. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Past that, uh, it was, you know, a solid show in those areas. Uh, One of my favorite cosplays, uh, Mr. Turner's Neat great niece niece somewhere in there someone in his family was dressed as moon girl uh the marvel character and she did a fantastic moon girl uh check the pictures she just she nailed it but mr turner uh being (laughs) the cool guy that he is uh dressed as devil dinosaur like a big red inflatable um dinosaur suit and to be in the cosplay showcase together and that was adorable and so i did a little sketch for them and of devil dinosaur and moon girl um and that was just i i love that That that's just sweet as can be um also one of my other favorite cosplays i saw was parappa the rappa if you know what that is um also had a luffy and chopper come by the booth and they came by the booth a couple times and you know, eventually, and they're just really good cosplayers, um, and, but then they actually came by and got books, and I was just like, oh, I didn't expect, <laughs> it's like, Rosa and I were both like, oh, they were cool, I didn't expect them to actually, you know, want books, but they came by, I was just, I loved it, um, I saw my first Carlac cosplayer from, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, I am only, like, Uh, I barely stuck my toe into the Baldur's Gate 3 world, but it was fun. Um, Saw another Zorro and Buggy today, and they even had a Buggy stuffed chopper, which I thought was adorable. I want one. Um, There's a really cool Poison Ivy. uh, And the lady that was hosting the cosplay contest was a uh, Barbie cosplayer, too, so it was kind of fun. And then, you know, the show went well. It was just a good show. It was good connections. Um, Really encouraged by the people that I had the honor to um, connect with. I, again, haven't counted money or looked at what sales we had. But I can tell by what books are in my box that I was running low. So I tried to order some more books from the show to get for my next show. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Yeah. We... We finished up, said goodbye to our friends at the show. Um, just encouraged by you know the Turners and the people that run the show, and got to talk to the guy who makes the Frog Boy comics, and got to talk to Rico, who was one of the people that created Spider Gwen. And you know, it was just it was just an encouraging time to be there. And uh, we packed up. We uh, went to Raising Cane's, because I've never been to one before, and my daughter really wanted to try one, so we went there, got some chicken tenders, and uh, just rolled out. She finished her third book for this weekend. She's a big greeter, and um, she finished her third book on the car ride back. We stopped at Bucky's for more coffee, and here we are. Um, I I just enjoyed the weekend. Um, I enjoyed the opportunities and it was a good experience. Um, I would turn the Spotify playlist down a schmidge. Um, but past that, I have I just had a great time. Um, it's also been forever since I've done a show, you know, like it, I feel like it's been f- like three months, four months since I've done a real con. and so kind of feeling naked in that capacity of how long it's been and, but just being there a little bit of time reminds me of how much I enjoy doing this, how blessed I am to get to do this. And just that I do think it's important and I'm grateful to be able to be part of this. So thank you, um, for all of you who support me at cons. And, um, I also found out while I was at this show, um, that I am going to get to do uh geek church at the, um, lexington comic-con that i'm going to be at soon and so i just thought that was cool too um but uh just in terms of support i want to take a moment to say thank you to our patreon supporters who may help make all of this possible uh jamie montgomery matthew coleman uh jonathan herman ron Petit, uh tesh norton uh scott ward alicia glenn uh, Candace Davis, Jay Sheed, Jillian, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Perna, Todd Turner, Jonathan Jacobs, Zach Harris, um, got some cool stuff coming up with him in the near future, like look forward to telling you all about, um, Caleb Grimm, Jeanette Skaggs, Chris Poyer, Jason Bullock, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, uh, Rebecca Godlove, and Adam Davis, y'all are all absolutely fantastic and you literally make all of this possible and I'm just incredibly grateful for y'all. So thank you to everybody. That was just such a blessing. And, uh, thanks for taking time to listen to this, um, kind of back more in full swing of podcast season. So there's going to be faith and fandom one eighties coming, uh, not as often, but they're coming. Um, we're going to bi-weekly instead of weekly. Um, and you'll hear some more pull some more podcasts coming up. I just did a, uh, love I nerd podcast with cut, right? Who's a rapper. um, got a podcast with a horror author named timothy huganin um about to do one with a therapist that uses uh geek content to um minister to others and to help in the therapy process about to do that one this week and um about to hop on the nerds and jesus podcast for horse and his boy uh on the hopefully this week is sometime just lots of cool stuff coming up um And, you know, Mike, no, yeah, Matthew Coker, not Mike Perna, Matthew Coker wrote a kingdom come devotional, which will be the first devotional for book 10, if that exists, but if not, it's on the website, you can, uh, read it. And I need to post the audio for that this week. Actually, I forgot to do that. Oops, but thank y'all for taking the time to listen. Thank you for supporting and, uh, Lexington, Kentucky. I will be in you the uh, early March, and then I'll be at GalaxyCon Richmond. Yeah, and I hope to see you all at a con soon. Thanks.